Welcome back to the Gen Z Speaks podcast. We've been MIA forever. Uh, we just got back from our summer trips. We're all doing different things. And so I don't want to make any excuses, but it's just been hard to sit down and talk. But we're here. Uh, we made it in terms of uh, getting the three of us together to finally sit down, talk about things. And uh, with that, we'll just be talking about some updates about what we're doing, our goals for the podcast. Um, and let me just introduce my get my Yes, my co-hosts, Matt Gutierrez. How you doing, man? Doing good, man. Doing good. I'm excited to start this up again and ramp this back up. And then last but not least, Jenish, thank you. How are you? Doing good, man. I'm excited to, you know, get the podcast going again and get some new guests and interesting conversations going. Yes, sir. So this, this podcast started uh, a year and a half ago, right? I mean, the idea of it, kind of started a year and a half ago i approached matt and jenish we, we kind of did this two three years ago it didn't really didn't really uh, it didn't pan out yeah not just pan out we didn't commit to it we just thought about it, it just it was like a hobby but a year ago we sat down outside starbucks i don't know if you guys remember 15 16 months ago and we put together a plan that we're gonna be posting consistently and we had a list of guests and we did commit to it for that summer last summer we we put out a bunch of content we interviewed a navy seal uh, Harvard law professor who ran for president, political psychologist, uh, and a whole bunch of other guests. But then, you know, life happens, school. And again, I'm making excuses, but what do you do, right? And so finally, we sat down again and recommitted ourselves to the podcast because we genuinely think we can provide value. Each of us is pursuing something that we genuinely enjoy. And I think that's hard to do as a 21, 22 year old because of all the pressures we face. And we all have a different perspective on life. A lot of us share a very similar mentality, but we look at things differently. And I think the world, whoever watches our podcast can learn something new. That's always our objective to provide value in whatever shape or form we can. And, and we can do that without your guys' feedback. So, you know, a hundred, a couple hundred people right now watch the podcast. It fluctuates between 50 to 200. Sometimes, you know, our interviews get 400, 500 people on, on YouTube or Spotify. And then our clips on Instagram and TikTok, sometimes they pick up, sometimes they don't. We're not trying to chase views or likes. All we want for you to do is engage with our content. Let us know what we're doing wrong. Let us know what we're improving on. And that's about it. I'm sorry I'm monologuing, guys, but just interrupt me. Like, what do you, what do you guys think about? the podcast and how we've been doing yeah i always thought that the idea of the podcast was kind of we named it gen z speaks right we, we want to show our perspective and that that is the value we talk with older guests you know some younger guests but we try to connect the gap between the age you know uh get their perspective on it and then we talk about our perspective so it's kind of just um giving the the value that I see in, in our content is our perspective and how we see the world because you know um we like you said Ibrahim not to sound like a broken record but you know you're 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 pursuing different things I'm pursuing different things and um I think that adds a lot of um unique character into our ideas and how we think right and I think that's that, that can help other people that are pursuing different uh, fields, you know, uh, there's other, I'm sure there's engineers or, or um, 
business majors that are watching our podcast and our perspective can uh you know help them in, in certain ways or or just just be entertaining we can be entertaining as well i guess in absolutely scenarios yeah i we can all agree that i we've always had interesting conversations right even in high school and throughout college and so like putting this podcast together was just taking our ideas and conversations and putting them in fruition right uh what i've learned though we've talked about this is while we're doing the podcast um, the whole idea of us three getting together and talking is just like we talked about, right? We're all doing different things in life and sometimes our schedules don't align. And so that creates inconsistency. But what I've learned is that once it's interesting, because each of us are willing to go ahead and do this podcast, right? I think we're all down for that. But the problem is that once we get into that inconsistency rhythm, it happens for each of us. So say I'm busy one day and the other two guys are, are down for it, right? Um, the thing is, even though they're down for it, I'm not able to do it. And so they get into that inconsistency rhythm and then it just perpetuates from there and it just rolls. Um, so what I've learned or what I think uh, that we should definitely do is we should just have like a set time, set day and treat it as like it's a job. Just like we talked about with posting for Instagram, for TikTok, what we need to do is every single day, just post. Because what happens is if you post every other day, there's inconsistency in that rhythm. And so if you just post every day and we record a video every day, two times a week, um, you know, we can do it and we can definitely be consistent. And each of us has 20 minutes a day. We all have 20 minutes to cut up a video and just post it. And so I think we all agree on that. And so I I think so. And I think the viewers can appreciate that as well. Um, As a viewer, you know, you're watching your favorite TV show. I recently Sunday, I just watched uh, House of the Dragons, right? And every Sunday, I'm I'm expecting that, right? I'm like, oh, ne- next episode of House of Dragons is going to come, and I'm going to watch it. And um, I-, I think the viewers can ap- appreciate the consistency and um, the effort we put into that. It's honestly, I was thinking about it. I'll, each of us, you know, we have our schedules. We all work full time jobs, but we all each of us has 30 minutes a day, and that's all we need to do. If each of us puts 30 minutes a day. To, to help out the podcast in whichever way or shape we can, I think we can go a long way. Secondly, I think the whole point of posting on Instagram and TikTok is that people discover podcasts through there. And so we're cutting up clips 30 seconds to a minute, which is hard to do for a podcast where we're talking for hours to cut up content into 30 seconds to one minute. One, that's hard to edit. And secondly, um, you know, it's, Again, like I, we are objective. Go ahead. It's hard to establish context in one minute, right? Because there's so much behind that clip that we talked about up to that point. And then um, we talk about that in a clip and we try to make it as engaging as possible, but it's hard in a minute because the viewers are not, they're kind of going to understand what the conversation is about, but they're not going to get the whole uh, scope of the topic. But yeah, we we could do it. I'm just saying it's difficult in a minute, but we could still make it engaging. Absolutely. I think well, that that's what tells us that maybe we need to learn to be more concise and learn how to cut information up in, uh, in, in sections. If we cut information up in sections, we're able to relay that to the viewers and then they get more videos of us, right? And then they get more TikToks and more reels. Um, and that's just more content for us as well. Something that's frustrating, though, as a podcast host and posting on Instagram and TikTok is that 
culturally, right, our attention spans have just been so reduced and we, we consume content in like the span of seconds or like minutes. Like we don't really watch stuff unless we're watching a show or movie. And so that's why, like, I personally struggle with putting out content in less than a minute that provides value. Cause again, like at this podcast, Gen Z speaks, the objective is to provide value, whether that's politics, business, or tech, each of our, you know, concentrations. The goal is to just, you learn something new and you get a perspective of a 22 year old on the way the world works. And sometimes you can't really do that in 30 to 60 seconds. Sometimes it works. And sometimes, you know, our videos have garnered a lot of engagement in TikTok. But again, like I personally don't want to fall into the trap of clickbait stuff, right? Because that's easy to do. Everyone does it because it works. And I want us to be a little different in that regard. But again, like we can't even be different if we're not posting every day. And that's like, that's, that's on each of us. Me personally, like I haven't, I honestly just didn't take the podcast seriously the last four months. And um, yeah, I, it and, needs um, to change. Kind of adding on to the whole engagement uh, thing. I also wanted to say, I think it's important that we get feedback from uh, the people watching about you know, different types of things we can do, different types of guests we can bring on. Cause we all have an idea of, Hey, we want to bring this person on. They're interesting to us, but we, I think we need to also ask the audience what they want. Right. Because, uh, you know, we can theorize, you know, this is what they'll like, this is what they'll like, but if we get it straight from the audience and get that engagement that, Hey, uh, you know, a podcast with X person or Y person would be really cool. Let's do that. And then we can, you know, follow up and follow up on that and try to do that. So I think that would be really valuable as well. Absolutely. I mean, like the, the first thing they teach you in business is right. Like know the consumer, like what does the consumer want? Like what are, what are, what are our viewers looking for? And I think that's on each of us. We haven't really made that initiative. Uh, we kind of just talk amongst ourselves and we don't really engage the viewers as much as we should. We definitely try, but we can do better. One also thing that I should want to mention is who are we? I feel like sometimes we kind of forget to tell the viewers like who we are. Cause, cause right now, a lot of our family and friends, like my dad watches the podcast, every single one of the episodes he watches it. He already knows me. He already knows Matt. He knows Jenish, but like the random person on the internet, he sees three dudes who look like they're in their twenties, but he doesn't know what we do. Like he doesn't know Jenish just got a, an amazing job at, at Intel working as a software engineer. He doesn't know that Matt just got a new amazing job uh, and transitioned from an older job. And they don't know of all the projects that we've been working on. Like they don't know what college we went to. They don't know what experiences we've had. You know what I'm saying? Like, I feel like we should introduce ourselves in some, like, you know, I do the introduction in the beginning, but I feel like maybe each of us like introduces ourselves like a generic introduction or something. I don't know. Something where we talk about who we are on the podcast, just, you know, like for, I don't know, from just for reference, like for people, I don't know. What do you guys think? Yeah, we should do that. Um, Let's, let's get started with that then. Yeah. So who update. are we? Yeah. Ibrahim, <laughs> who are you today? Today, who am I? Okay, one thing I, I got to share with the podcast viewers that I've been doing. I've been journaling every single day for the last nine weeks, almost every single day. I missed a couple of days here and there, and then I go back. And it has helped me reflect and just think about things in a different way. It's helped me heal as, as a person of all the things that I've experienced and you asked me, who am I today? So like, I was kind of reflecting on writing my journal today. Like of all the things that I kind of go through, I think about my journal before I go to sleep and I can just put it all in there. 
as in terms of the bigger question, who am I? Just graduated from college. Uh, I studied politics, philosophy, and law, minored in cinematic arts. And currently, I'm working at a political consulting firm called Fireside Campaigns. It's based out of DC, but it's remote. Uh, I worked there last summer as an intern. And so transitioned to a full-time role this summer. And that's who I am, man. Uh, who are you, Matt? Who are you today and who are you as the bigger picture? Yeah, for sure. Um, honestly, I, in terms of journaling, I used to journal a lot like during the pandemic and I just fell off and I, I need to work on that again. Cause it's really helpful, man, to just journal every day, you know, and I, sometimes I go back and I read what I used to write and um, it's interesting, right? Cause you get to like, see who you were then and you get to compare yourself to the progressive you now. And you get to see, you know, that, that, um, that marginal change, uh, which is really cool. So I should get back into that, but, um, yeah, man, like you said, I just, uh, I just got a new job. Uh, so I graduated last May, 2021 and he graduated college in three years, by the way, he graduated when he was 20 years old, it was a remarkable accomplishment. I appreciate that. Thank you, sir. Um, and so like, let's just talk about it. Post-college, I thought real estate was going to be it. I got into commercial real estate, joined a team um, in industrial real estate. And if you guys watched those podcasts back last summer, you would have seen like I was diehard real estate guy. Like I'm a broker and that's about it. Um, and then, you know, life happens. And so I ended up getting into project management and construction, did that. And the economy unfortunately fell off. Right. And so retail space and houses, people don't want to fix things when uh, there's not much money coming into their bank accounts. And so I ended up having to switch. I got into logistics. I was an account manager for this company called CH Robinson. Um, and they're the biggest logistics company ever in the world, right? Um, and so what, what logistics is, because people may not know what that is, um, really it's trucks moving product from the ocean to destination, from air to destination, or even those semi-trucks that you see from, you know, a warehouse to the store. And so I was basically the guy directing uh, the truckers where to go, depending on where the client wanted them to go and where they wanted the product to be. Um, and so that was okay. Honestly, it wasn't a bad gig, but it's just boring. And it was just not me. I was, you know, consistently at home, either at my desk or office um, or in the office. Right. And it's just not me. I'm not the guy behind a desk. I like to talk to people. I like to be out and about, um, and so that, that's just me, right? So I just got this job. Never, I didn't even know this job existed before I applied. I didn't even know what it was when I applied. I just did it on LinkedIn. Um, so essentially, I'm a staffing agent for construction work. Um, and so I specifically have uh, the territory, all, all territory, which is insane to me, from Ventura to North LA to all the way to the Inland Empire. Um, and so I have this vast territory of all industrial construction work. And so what I essentially do is I go talk to the GCs or these construction companies and uh, I ask them, what do you guys need? Who do you guys need? And I supply them with skilled tradesmen. So whether it's skilled electricians, plumbers, welders, whatever they may be, um, that's who I give them. And so I just started this job. Uh, but, you know, look, I think big picture, it's only been a year and I've switched careers four times now and I'm 21 still. And so it just tells you how fast time moves, but also how slow it moves, right? Because you would never think you'd have four careers in the span of one year, especially post-college when you don't really know what the real world is about. Um, and so I think that's like something the viewers can really take in. And like, if you go back and you look back a year, like it feels like it went by fast, but a lot happened. And so just, uh, just take that in and appreciate that. 
What about you, Mr. Janu? Uh-oh, Mr. Software Mute, Engineer buddy. is on. Uh, <laughs> yeah, my, on. my name is Jenish. Uh, I went to Cal State Long Beach. Um, you know, my career isn't as dynamic as Matt's, but uh, I studied computer science. I've, you know, I got an internship uh, my junior year. And, um, uh, you know, the internship uh, lasted like a year. And then this May, I just graduated alongside Ibrahim and uh started my first uh, full-time job at Intel and um, you know I'm feeling good right now you know uh, post um, post college life is pretty uh, feeling pretty good and I, I don't really like college I don't like how it kind of restrains you from doing what you really want to do but um, yeah overall I'm feel I'm feeling good as a as who I am I'm uh, I don't know I'm someone who really likes trying new things you know, different projects. I like working on um, uh, different, you know, computer science projects. If there's any viewers that are, you know, software engineers, uh, feel free to reach out to me, you know, connect with me on LinkedIn or, or Instagram. We can we can work on some projects. But yeah, I, you know, I'm really open-minded. I like trying new things. And um, I look forward to just working on things that are impactful. I think this podcast is pretty impactful and can be really impactful to certain uh, people. And um, also just other projects that I'm interested in. So yeah, that's pretty much who I am. Janish, what do you do at Intel? Like, you know, you're a software engineer, but like, what do you, what, what does that entail? Well, yeah, I mean, uh, you know, obviously I write code for automation. So um, I, I write scripts to automate certain tasks. I do uh, DevOps work more. So I, I'm not really working on software development where I'm, you know, literally making apps or making websites right now. I, I have done that in the past. I worked on projects uh, that do that. And I am still working on projects that are related to software development, like, you know, making websites and stuff. But currently I'm doing more DevOps work. So I'm like, I'm helping the software developers. It will, in, in my company, Intel is a hardware company. so uh, I'm, I'm technically helping the hardware developers uh, help them uh, set up their uh, systems, set up their, uh, uh, you know, uh, their workflow so they can make these uh, chips that are in your computer, Intel chips, you know, so yeah. Do you ever get bored at work or do you actually enjoy? I know, I know you do, but like yeah, there are of course, times. Yeah, of course I get bored. Everybody gets, I feel like everyone, you know, there, there's, there are, you know, there's stuff that is, engaging and interesting to work on but there is always at work there's always going to be tasks that are mundane and just uh boring so yeah i get bored sometimes but i try to make it uh i, I try to change my perspective and how i view the things and try to make it more interesting for myself but yeah that's see that's one of my struggles right now that's what i'm wrestling with is doing my job in political consulting and you know don't, it's it's good i'm really grateful that i have it but it's like you said there's moments when you get bored there's moments when you feel like man i'm kind of doing the same thing i did yesterday right and so yeah. as a 21 year old that's kind of bothers me because i'd rather be doing something that i'm i mean you're always going to have times when you're bored but 95% of the time i want to be like problem solving or i want to be doing something that engages me fully and i think all of us are just going through through that and trying to figure it out, right, Matt? I mean, you you transitioned three, four times and you just mentioned you just got tired of sitting down 
behind a desk and doing the logistics stuff and you wanted to challenge yourself, right? Dude, for sure. I think something people can take from, you know, whatever I've done the last year is just don't be afraid. Just do it. Look, if even if you're comfortable at your job, just apply, just apply. You don't know what's going to come, right? Like I didn't even know what this job was going to be about. And then they started talking about, it. I'm like, okay, that's interesting. And they told me like my compensation. I'm like, whoa, I could be making that kind of money doing this stuff. And it's just like, you don't know what's going to happen until you do it. And so just apply, just get out there, get your feet wet. You're young right now, right? Or we're young, at least we might as well take advantage of that. We might as well, we're, we're not stuck, right? We don't have a, a structure. We, thank God, right? We, none of us have like a full family yet um, that we have to take care of on our own, right? And thank so, God. Like, <laughs> thank God, you know? It, it's just, we're very fortunate. We all we're live part at of home. families, but you're right. No responsibilities yet. That That's the point, right? No responsibilities. We're not dads yet. yet. Yeah. Hopefully I'm, that so what continues, saying, remains the same. Yeah. Unless Thailand has anything to do with anything. And what? Yeah, what, what, what Matt is what? saying, what, <laughs> to what Matt is saying, I think there's opportunities everywhere. It's America. There's just keep uh, keep searching. E- even if you're comfortable, I think the idea is to not be comfortable. But even if you're comfortable, um, just keep looking for different opportunities because you really don't know what you're going to find. Dude, something that is my biggest fear. I am godly afraid of being comfortable in life. I'm godly afraid that I'm going to be 40, 45 one day, and I'm going to look back at a life that was the same. It just that I was in the rat race. I I didn't have the balls to go out and do something that I wanted to do. Right. And so maybe that's why I've changed careers so much in the last year, honestly. But regardless of what it is, right, it's just I have to feel uneasy. If If I feel easy, I just feel like so lax and that lax feeling scares me. It just, it really does. I don't want to be like the rest of everyone else. I don't want to be the guy that's consistently just at an office plugging in numbers into a computer or like whatever it may be. That's just, I, I'm scared of it. Um, and like on top of that, I'm also, I'm working on this side project right now. Um, it's honestly, it's, it seems like it's simple, but it's ridiculously difficult to do this. So, so there's an Instagram account called mentality. And I have been in love with this account for like since high school, I always wanted to have an Instagram account where I could talk about uh, specific quotes that I thought were impactful. Um, And it turns out this account already existed, right? It was mentality. And so I started following them in my head in high school. I was like, oh man, I wish I could be a part of this group. I wish I knew like the founder, whatever. Um, And so now they're almost at 2 million followers and they have this uh, search going on. It's called an athlete search. And with this athlete search, as long as you seem like you're going to be impactful for mentality, you have a chance of being part of their team. And so look on Instagram, I had 700 followers when I started doing this, but I had to do something that nobody else was willing to do. Right. I was willing to start posting every single day. Right. I did an exercise every single day for the past two and a half months. Now, every single day I did a workout and I gave an inspirational quote or something drive ridden that I think was impactful and some people can have value in it. You know, not every video got engagement and that's okay. As long as I'm able to show that Matt Gutierrez is willing to put in this effort, that Matt Gutierrez is willing to go the distance in order to be part of this team. Um, and so, you know, it's not been easy. Some videos, they're only a minute video. If you go on my Instagram account and you watch it, they're only 30 seconds to a minute. And some videos took me over an hour to record just consistent repetition. And imagine that, imagine having a barbell and you're just consistently doing the same workout for an hour. 
Like that's brutal. You know what I mean? Like not only are you mentally tired from saying the same bullshit over and over again, but you're like, you're, you're tired. Your body's tired. And so just, just keep trying new things. But look, you did something really impactful there. you one committed yourself Two, you got over yourself. Like, you know, some people might be like, why do I need to put myself on camera? Or, or like, you know, they, they might question what value they have to provide to the world by working out and recording, but you got over that. And then third, you didn't really care about what people said on your, on the comment section. Cause sometimes people hate and people, 100%. it's easy to hate than appreciate something. It's very easy. And so you didn't let that get in your head and thank God you're going strong every single day. You've been posting for 10, 11 weeks now, correct? Two and a half, yeah. Like 10, 11 weeks now. There you go. You have not missed a single day in 11 weeks. That's got to keep going. That's amazing. One thing going back to Jenish's point though, yeah. about the whole office thing and your point as well, Matt was something that I really, really, really am scared of that I'm falling into this trap is that I look forward to my weekends that when you work a job, right? You work Monday through Friday, but then on your mind is like, Oh, Saturday's coming or Friday evening is coming. It's coming, it's coming, it's coming. And you're always just chasing that. And that is just scaring the crap out of me these past two months as I started this job because I'm falling into that trap and I don't want to fall into that trap, but it's like, what do you do? It's, it's something that feels inevitable, but I feel like we can fight back against it by having our own personal projects. There's 24 hours in a day. You work what, five, six hours or four or five hours. The rest of the day is yours. And so don't let your job commitment get into the way of your passions. You can pursue them simultaneously. You just have to get over yourself and be willing to work that extra hour, I would say, especially in your early 20s, like the age we're in. You enjoy doing your side projects? See, absolutely. Like the point that I mentioned earlier is like, I don't really get bored. Yeah, it's hard. Like what I'm kind of doing is in the creative space, mainly in film and cinema, I'm kind of pursuing a couple of things. And, and sometimes with things that are creative, you ha- kind of have your on days and off days. On the off days, you feel frustrated, you get depressed. But on the on days, you feel like you're on top of the world and you just got to keep chasing that feeling. But you look forward trip, to it, right? Look forward to it, man. I do. I do look forward to it. And I think that's what you got to really do. But again, like you said, there's bills to be paid. There's student loans to be paid. We don't have families yet, but we still have responsibilities. We still want to travel. And so it's the easy way to do it is, okay, not have a job at all, not have an income, but it's hard to have an income and also be doing what you love, you know, to find that balance is, is really hard to do. And I think we're doing a good job, all three of us of doing that. We just got to keep, keep doing it because it's easy to be complacent. And I, I, like you said, man, I never, 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 never want to just be complacent because that's when you lose yourself to corporate America and man, millions of people go through this and then they fret about it in their fifties or when they're, you know, living out in retirement homes. I just, I just don't God willing, God willing want to fall into that trap. Never forget that. That, that's that's the hard part right you get into a groove you start making decent money some you know you start making 100 grand um and you're 20 in your 20s making 100 grand like that's not bad that's pretty good but is there more to life hell yeah there's more to life right you can be doing what you enjoy and be making a hell of a lot more money than that and so it's just it's also keeping in mind that we have dreams to chase um while consistently consistently uh you know while consistently doing what we're doing. Like we have, just like you said, we have bills to pay. We want to travel. We have stuff to do like that, but it's just never forgetting 
Never forget your dreams. Never forget what you want. Because if you consistently go, you can go at a slower pace, but it will happen if you keep going. Mm, yeah. And I think yeah. even if it doesn't happen, you know, you don't reach what you really wanted. I think you'll still have enjoyed that more than not trying at all, or at least you won't regret it. You tried it. You, you tried least, it. Yeah. What you the know, heck? I, yeah. Yeah, exactly. You tried it. There should never be regret when, when you attempt something, right? Because you're doing something that you feel is right in the moment that you feel can be impactful for your life, for your families, for your future, whatever it may be. You should never regret like big decisions like that, in my opinion. The, the flip side to that is we got to be careful is you can't half-ass things. I was reading Matthew McConaughey's Green Lights book. And, and no, there's a video that he was talking and he was like, I called my dad one day and I told him I'm going to be an actor. He was like, long pause. He was like, okay, you want to be an actor? Just don't half-ass it. And that's all he said to him. And I think a lot of times people pursue things that they really want to, but they half-ass it because maybe one they don't really believe in what they're doing or they have the potential to do what they love. And then they just fall into that trap of just not being consistent. I do also want to say though, I appreciate our friendship, the three of us, because I think each of us is ambitious in our own fields. And I think moving forward, we, we already do this to ourselves, but we should just continue to hold each other accountable because what I've learned, man, and I, I really wanted to have that mentality of just like a one man army that sounds fancy and yeah, some people can do it, but it's always good to have a community of people who truly care for you and who you can rely on. And they're always honest with you. Like they don't want to just be nice because nice doesn't get you anywhere. You have to be honest with people. And I think the three of us, especially like sharing the, this podcast with the rest of the world, it, it'll, it'll just be helpful for, I don't know, for people to see how how friends hold each other accountable. I don't know if I'm articulating this correctly, but you know what I'm saying, right? Yeah, we're a good group of friends and you know, we all have ambitions, like you said. And I, I feel like we all hold each other accountable to each other's ambitions, right? We always dude. something I like so much that so that a lot of people are toxic about is we actually compliment each other. Like when I talk about you guys, like I talk good about you guys, like you guys are doing badass jobs. So why the fuck shouldn't I tell people how good my friends are doing? And so that's my mentality about it. And I feel like it's, it's pretty reciprocal between the three of us. Um, I do that with all my friends, with all my family. I just feel like why should, look, a lot of people get pretty um, arrogant about themselves, but you know what the biggest flex is? The biggest flex is when everybody around you is doing a badass job, because that means you are who you hang out with, right? That means in, in turn, you're doing a good job too. And so it, it's a good thing to always uplift your friends, uplift people, tell people how good they're doing, because it just like, it makes you feel good, right? Not only accountability, it just makes you feel good when, when other people talk good about you or when you have a good group of friends that, that talk good about each other. Give credit when it's due and then also be honest when someone's messing up or something is wrong. But that's between me like that. and you, right? That's not between yeah. the world. Oh, yeah. exactly. Exactly. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. Yeah. Well, I think this is a good point what jenish you have something else to say last no, few I'm words good. you guys you guys summarize it perfectly well look look at this i genuinely think this is one of the best podcasts we've done i i, I think so i think we we went off in different directions but i'm really happy with the way we spoke we improved i think all right it's a good point guys if somebody stuck out till the end of this podcast thank you for watching but please like let us know what you want to see from us you know, that's the only way we'll improve. We'll be able to give you 
conversations, interviews, and just perspectives that that may provide some value to you. But yeah, that's all we ask. Anything else, guys? Getting after it. What's that? Say it one more time. Keep getting the fuck after it. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Will do, man. All right, guys. Take care. And we'll be posting consistently. And hold us accountable, please. Like, curse us out in the comments if we don't post. I'm serious. We don't care. All right. See you.